On today's episode of Oxal FM, we continue our discussion of Gelada's recent trip to the USA with a tour of Los Angeles, a meetup with old friends, and a long haul road trip back to the airport in the second part of our California special. Hello and welcome to another episode of Oxal FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And today you join us on the second half of Gelada's most recent trip abroad, where he visited California. We've already touched on a few points already, uh, which you can go back and listen to the previous episode on. Uh, But Giles is going to quickly fill us in of what he's done so far and set the scene for his upcoming arrival into Los Angeles. Mm, yeah, so to set the scene, like, this was uh, late October. Uh, we went out to California for a wedding, um, but also kind of made the most of it by traveling around. We started off in San Francisco for a few days, uh, went to a wedding there, and then we, we'd we hired a car. Have I talked about the car? I talked about the car. Yeah, I talked you, about the car. you talked about your very expensive because the, the Camaro was it, yeah? Yeah, and you it was were like, a Chevy, Wait, it was a t- I can have the, I can have the special Camaro. It was a top spec Chevy Camaro, very American, like utter American, uh, American dream type thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, we drove. We started to drive down from San Francisco uh, to Los Angeles, and we took Route One, which is also called the Pacific Coast Highway, uh, and that's the very scenic, very coastal, like you're right on the sea, essentially, route that goes all the way. It actually follows a lot of that west coast california like above san francisco as well as below Mm. Um, but we were just doing the bit from san francisco down to los angeles in the previous episode i talked a little bit well i talked a lot about san francisco um, and then we talked about the start of that route a couple of places that we visited and we stopped off in in carmel by the sea we sort of talked about how that's kind of a weird place with no postal addresses and yeah that was uh, so weird that really blew my mind (laughs) And you have to have a permit for heels and uh, all the restaurants allow dogs. And yeah, it's kind of a weird place. And then we carried on. And actually, on our way from Carmel, as you approach, if you if you ever drive that route, somewhere between Monterey and Carmel and Los Angeles, we were driving along and there's quite a lot of like farmland. It's very rural, um, which we'll come on to a little bit later, actually, um, and talk a bit more about that. We're driving along and so you see you see the occasional wildlife, you know, whether it's um, cows or horses or whatever. And driving along and, you know, I'd been pointing out when we'd, when we'd seen some animals. Uh, Tony likes animals, so tend to point them out if you see them. And I was like, oh, look, there's some zebra. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually. Tony was like, what? Wait, what? what, what is, no, what, you, what mean, is you mean like horses, right? No, 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 no. no. They were actual zebra in a field, just like casually, not like a, not even like a field field. Like it was like just by the road, essentially. That's so weird. So they weren't even like in an enclosure or anything. No, 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 no. And we were like, zebra aren't native. This isn't like some weird like Californian zebra, right? That's like native. <laughs> that you've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like how you sometimes have like different versions of animals that are in different countries than you expect. Um, but no, but actually we found out afterwards, um, we actually spoke to Proen's wife, and we'll come on, we'll talk a little bit in a minute about uh, meeting up with Proen. She explains that um, there was a, there used to be a, a zoo, a private zoo, and it was the world's largest private zoo. 
Hmm. It was between LA and Monterey, and it was at Hearst Castle. And Hearst Castle was owned by a, a publisher called William Hearst. And it was something like 120 acres of land, um, and he built up the zoo. And it, it was kind of an attraction for the the wealthy because there's a lot of very wealthy people that live around there. You know, think Malibu and and you know Santa Barbara and LA and all of these kinds of places. You know, there's a lot of really well off people there. So it was kind of like a local attraction for the rich. And I think he used to host parties there and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and he had some zebra. And when he died in the 1950s, all of the estate was dissolved and a lot of the animals were sold. But actually some of them, rather weirdly, this would never happen now. Uh, some of them were just set free That's so into weird. California. Like off you go. <laughs> yeah, which and no one would ever do that now because of the potential impact, right, on the wildlife. Well, like yeah. think rabbits in Australia and stuff like that, or grey squirrels in, in England and Scotland. That's mad. But yeah, and because the climate in, in California is, is very mild, it's very temperate all of the time, they've survived and they've thrived. And now there is like a colony, essentially a colony of zebra that live in California somewhere between somewhere between LA and Monterey and if you're That's driving so along you, you probably see them in the field like so bizarre such a just, it was it was we had no idea they were there so to see them and be like oh look there's, there's some zebra <laughs> that, that's the other thing i was going to say as well it's like maybe you would expected it more no i'm not expecting it more but be sort of more understandable if you went out looking for them like oh we've heard that there are wild zebra around this area let's go and see if we can see them right. but you were just casually driving down the highway going between place to place you're like oh they're about zebra yeah Question it wasn't mark? like one as well it was like 10 because <laughs> like, a whole bunch of zebra <laughs> that's so weird yeah only only in california right yeah right only well only, <laughs> definitely only america that's for sure yeah. um, such an american thing <laughs> but anyway yeah so we carried on down we did stop very briefly in in malibu um, which, of course, actually, at the time of recording, has, has been in the news a lot because of the mm. terrible, terrible wildfires um, in California, the worst that they've ever had. Although it was quite northeast of, of Malibu, we didn't go to where the wildfires kind of primarily were, but they obviously did evacuate all of Malibu and a lot, of, a lot if not all of Malibu, was burned away. Mm. So it's kind of... It's been quite sobering to see that happen just, mm. you know, so soon after we left and be like, we drove through there. And yeah, and now, now there's not much there left. Like, yeah, like that's, you know, I know there's a lot of wealthy people there and so people aren't super fussed, but it's not cool for any place, you know, anything to happen like that to anyone. I don't get me wrong, obviously, the people that live there are going to be able to bounce back a lot easier than in people who live elsewhere that have lost their homes. But it's still people's homes at the end of the day and it's right. still... No, no amount of money can replace sentimental value and you know exactly. your home so yeah absolutely that's that sucks a lot yeah but, but moving past that how yes. was it there because like you always hear about it because it's such a kind of a famous place like how was it yeah i mean when you drive if you follow route one through malibu you don't really see a huge amount of it because you're right by the coast hmm. so we saw a bit of some of the beaches and stuff like that also a lot of the beaches are private you didn't really get like a crazy sense of oh my God, this place is so wealthy. Like it, it mm. still looks like much of California and coastal California, which is sort of to say kind of looks a little bit well off, but not crazily. Yeah. But, you know, we re we didn't really stop very long. Um, it was getting dark actually at that point because we'd been driving, you know, from Carmel. So it had been, it was quite a long drive down to LA. Wow. You drove that whole way in one go? Yeah. Carmel to um, Los Angeles. Yeah, we did. Wow. That's 
It's How like far se- is that? It's something like if you were just doing it solid on Route One, I think it's maybe six hours. But we stopped quite a lot. Um, so yeah, it was. By the time we we got, I got a very nice Malibu sunset gradient photo, which is oh, like nice. you can't really see anything, but just the colours and the variation in colours in the skies is exactly what you would expect from a california sunset on the beach <laughs> wow that does sound pretty awesome like when you think about it if you go further west of age just pacific ocean for like know, what yeah two three thousand miles yeah it's crazy but yeah so we carried on into la we arrived at our our airbnb and we were staying kind of inadvertently actually we were staying in what turned out to be one of the like hippest places in oh, sort right. of not downtown there is no downtown la i mean there is but it wasn't there it was sort of somewhat close to hollywood um Mm. but la is a sprawling place like it is vast and there is no when i was trying to find somewhere to book i was like where on earth do you you start like where is the center can someone tell me where the center of la is please so i know to stay near there and it just doesn't exist if you go to most cities like we'll use london as the example you you know there are specific locations in london you want to stay in you know the center of london is fairly easy place to identify right exactly whereas this is just sort of like an amalgamation of towns into a big city yeah it's just massive and not only is it massive but also there's stuff everywhere as well it's not like it's massive and also but also everything is in one place like it's mm. not so where we stayed is a, is a place called fairfax and yeah it's quite sent it's not like central la but it's kind of but it's relatively central geographically <laughs> um and yeah it was actually really it, it reminded me a lot of shoreditch where i used to work very like lots of cool places like quite gentrified which i guess some people don't necessarily agree with but it was a nice like after san francisco and the you know we talked to, in the previous episode about sort of my my troubled feelings about san francisco mm. fairfax was like a welcome relief from that sort of troubled feeling and la in general actually was much more what i expected california to be like Mm. i think for me one of the highlights was the first day after that evening once we'd got there um when we went down to we went down to venice not venice italy and went to like venice beach and there's venice beach boardwalk that's where muscle beach is as well and then you sort of walk along there to santa monica um, pier and santa monica beach that was just like peak la like tony hawk mm. la or gta la yeah you know, like, i know what you mean like you just it just oozed it like there's like there's loads of people everywhere there's like there's like a massive skate park where people are doing ridiculous like you feel like you're in a in a uh, you know tony hawk because people are doing <laughs> some crazy like really really impressive stuff it was the town that you'd grown up seeing in all the films right exactly it was exactly what you expected um la to be um so that was really fun and Again, you know, again, going back to San Francisco, we talked about how the public transport was terrible. Well, if it's bad in San Francisco, it's worse in Los Angeles. Wow, really? Like, there basically isn't any. Everyone drives and the traffic is horrendous. Like, you know, when actually this just happened. So at time of recording, it's, it's just after Black Friday. You know, you see those like helicopter shots of evening traffic for uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. And it's like bumper to bumper, seven lanes, no cut you know no one's moving just looks ridiculous that's always los angeles (laughs) and you think it's like that just for the holiday season no 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 (laughs) it's just like that all the time all the time how does it work then like how do people even get around very very slowly 
it just takes a long time that's awful so a big part of why we went all the way down to la was because our our friend as in your friend and my friend from school pro and he he lives out in los angeles now i say that i mean los angeles is a huge place yeah so he actually lived like at least in los angeles traffic probably two hours away from us <laughs> that's so so weird isn't it like it's like it's actually crazy like you would never say that you live near someone if it takes you two hours to get there no. in england but in america and actually california as a whole we talked to some some other friends as well and, and they were like oh yeah an hour and a half is like just down the road you know like you find like, that though don't you like you always hear that with sort of american culture of an hour and a half isn't that far to drive sort of thing you know, it's no problem at all whereas here it's like that's like for me going all the way to like birmingham or something that's a long way right or like this weekend tony and i went to you know went to visit some family and it was like an hour and a half drive and you make a weekend of an hour mm. and a half drive but yeah, absolutely this do. was like so we met up with pro and we met up at we went to long beach which is still los angeles but also another was, area entirely i think in our traffic was I think it was at least an hour and a half. I think with no traffic, it would have been an hour and a half. And I think it was more like two hours that day. That's awful. Or maybe it was meant to be an hour and it was actually two. That's in the same city. And it took them also like over an hour to get there where they live. But yeah, it was really, it was really good to meet up with Pro. And I, you know, haven't seen him for a very long time Mm. since, well, since he left, um, which was a long time ago. That was, that was really nice. Like there's something really nice about going all that way and then meeting up with someone that you've known for a long time. You know, it's kind of, I sort of see that in a way as a perk of getting older is that you can actually have reunions with people that have been like after a long time. Yeah, it'd be actual a real emotional thing rather than, yeah, we, we saw each other like two months ago sort of thing. Right. Like it's actually multiple years, like a good few years since you've seen someone mm. and like their life has changed and they've got married in Prone's yeah. case. Everything, like, everything's changed since you were in their life. Right. They, they're they still the same person, but there's more to them. Right, exactly. So that was really nice. Um, We went out for some food and sort of had a wander around Long Beach um, and sort of that kind of area. And yeah, that was sort of the, that was the other big highlight, I guess, of Los Angeles. And obviously it's, it's the kind of thing I'm better off asking them. Um, But do they like talk about how they felt living in LA by comparison? Because like, it'd just be interesting to sort of get the two sides of the coin sort of thing, because you visiting it as a tourist and them living there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, really. That's Yeah, you're probably right. It is a question for, for, for them. I definitely got the impression that everything is very expensive. Mm. It's a very expensive place to live. You know, people work very hard. Like, people work multiple jobs. We talked about that, actually, when we were talking about San Francisco, I think. You know, and it's the same in Los Angeles. You know, pe- there's, it's very difficult to make ends meet. I don't know. That's that's quite typical of America, I think, as a whole. But you definitely got the imp- that impression but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Los Angeles is definitely very America, mm. like very stereotypically America. Very much a case um, of either more, you're incredibly well off or you're struggling. I think, I think that is definitely part of it. Mm. Not, not much kind of like middle ground. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really get as much of an impression of Los Angeles from a like societal point of view as I did with San mm. Francisco. We explored it a lot more as tourists. So we also did things like went to Hollywood's. Um, which everyone always tells you is a bit of a disappointment and then they're not wrong you know mm. it's very touristy it's but it's kind of one of those things you have to tick off on your on your list yeah, right for go sure and see, I get go and that. visit hollywood i was gonna say i guess it's unavoidable though isn't it because it's so well known in right. basically every culture right it's basically right. permeated every single culture 
whenever someone wants to visit Los Angeles, that's kind of where they go to, isn't it? Right. Absolutely. Um, we also did, um, cause we had a car because you need one mm. in Los Angeles. We drove up into the hills and we drove Mulholland Drive, which is where there are a lot of very rich people. You know, we use that sort of stereotype of like houses on stilts on, yeah, on yeah. the mountainside. Like that is Mulholland Drive, wow. and like Beverly Hills and stuff like that. Beverly Hills is actually not LA, weirdly. It's like a little square inside LA that actually isn't. Right. But Mulholland Drive is kind of north of Beverly Hills and like properly in the hills. And you don't, I guess you kind of know, but also don't know, like... Downtown LA and like all of that kind of really built up area of LA is very flat. But then you have these massive, massive hills mm. like Beverly Hills, like the clue is the name, name. Like Beverly yeah. Hills, Bel Air and, and Mulholland Drive and, you know, all of that kind of area. And it separates Los Angeles, like one side of Los Angeles to the other mm. is these like massive hills, very windy roads, but also loads of houses, like really expensive, fancy, like every house is completely different, architected in some crazy way. Like literally every house you look at is like someone has just had their own little idea of a house and they've plonked it on the side of a mountain. <laughs> I guess that sort of goes with what we're saying of it's the land of excess in a way in that if you've got that money, you can oh, do yeah. whatever you want and because money is oh, king. 100%. So actually, I've just remembered one of my favorite things about Los Angeles from that, like, what is this crazy place that we're in was in Venice. So mentioned earlier about Venice Beach, but also Venice as a whole part of Venice does actually have canals like Venice, Italy. What's weird about it is like you're walking along and it's like it's like a Venice, Italy theme park. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like you've got these little canals and it's still a grid like all of America. Um, so you're so you're like on this little. You're walking around. There's no actual boats on the canals. Wait, what's the point? And then? there's just like you're walking alongside. I mean, people do have boats, but like recreational boats, not like service boats, around. because obviously it's it's just this. It's literally like a four by four block, like as in like a grid of four by four paths that you can walk along with bridges perfectly straight with canals and all that's on it is like houses it's not like shops or like businesses or anything like that it's just houses that's so weird. and all of these houses are completely different right like so they're typical, all like... like like absolutely like like they have all come off the off an episode of grand designs <laughs> you know like they're all crazy architected places most of them fake grass really weirdly shaped most of them empty like no one was there like hardly anyone was there was living in these places these are all like holiday los angeles holiday homes for the rich so people buy like a plot of land essentially and then they just build their own house on it and guess within this right sort of because area. actually a lot of them were being like demolished and rebuilt or like remodeled so you know you just buy one of them knock it down build your own crazy house so weird <laughs> like, it was we were walking around like what is this weird crazy place yeah that's so weird like 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 i say it's basically like a theme park yeah it was so i've never been somewhere quite as weird as that like it was i don't know if it was always like that like or whether that's like a thing now where like because you know sort of like the the wealthier there sort of thing mm. like it's kind of changed maybe but 
oh, it was it was weird. And, you know, and there was a lot of Los Angeles that was a little bit like that, you know, sort of that very like excess, quite fake, quite artificial, but still like a wonderful place to go and visit mm. and sort of marvel at all of this stuff as well. Like I'm not I'm not, you know, a reverse snob. Like if people want to do that, then fine. So if anything, it's more just like eye opening that these crazy places exist. Mm. And I suppose it's kind of different and opposite to what we're used to, which mm. for the most part, I would say the UK is very utilitarian utilitarian about a lot of things even in the the more well-to-do areas well we're also like a lot older right like as a place you know we've been around Mm. for a very long time and so our cities especially somewhere like london has naturally formed into its charm whereas this is kind of like synthetic charm a little bit yeah you know because it's just not as old yeah i i really did like los angeles i think it's it's unlike i mean san francisco is worth a visit but los angeles in terms of places to visit was really a highlight Mm. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. It was really good. We were in Los Angeles for a couple of days. We made our way back to uh, San Francisco for our flight. Although we had a car, it was cheaper for us to drive back to San Francisco and take a flight than it was to take a flight into San Francisco and out from Los Angeles. So unfortunately, that means that we had to do the long slog back. Um, and so rather than doing Route 1, we took Route 5 or I-5. It's an interstate. Mm. And the I-5... This is common for America, but this is the first time I experienced like a proper American interstate. I didn't see a corner for three (laughs) hours. (laughs) Like, I have never been on such a long, straight road. It was unbelievable. You know, weirdly, that sounds dangerous because it was, I mean, it's mesmerizing, I imagine, right? It was absolutely like you were in a trance like driving along on that road. I, I could not believe, like, it's not, you know, people joke, right? And people say like, oh, American roads don't have corners, you know, cars don't have steering wheels. But like that road is so straight. <laughs> like, and like, I was just, I was just marveling at mm. it. I was just driving along. Like, I haven't, I haven't turned. <laughs> like, I just. Yeah, in like I three not... hours, I've just been driving in a complete yeah. straight line. That's so Like weird. genuinely, like constant speed, three hours. Oof. Like, because also the road's quite quiet. Like, it's not, it's not busy, particularly. Mm. Like, yeah, there are cars on the road, but it's not, you know, not a huge amount. What I also was marvelling at while I was in my trance <laughs> was that I kind of knew that California is quite rural and has a lot of farmland. Mm. But again, this is like a classic American scale versus England scale, right? Because you're driving along for three hours, not turning a corner. And also, all you can see, as far as the eye can see, for three hours is farmland, actually cultivated farmlands, growing stuff. Yeah, not just like, just random fields. Literally like, like leaf to leaf, you know, like, like crammed in, you know, fruit and veg and all of that kind, you know, all kinds of things. And you couldn't see the end of it. Not in front of you, not to your right, not to your left. Like it's just farmland constantly. And the only end of it is when a mountain starts, you know, like in the distance, in the mist. And that's where the farmland ends. Like, I guess I knew that there was a lot of farmland in California, but I didn't realize, like, it's just a scale thing. Like, you're just driving along, like, this is not actually not ending. Like, this is just, it's just farmland for hours. Sounds really weird, like, to try and get on with. It was, I mean, it was fascinating, you know, to sort of see that kind of scale. And, you know, and and it is, I think if you're American, you know this, right? Like, California is kind of like America's farm because of the climate, because it's such a temperate climate, you can grow stuff for a long time. Yeah. 
I mean, they do have a massive drought issue right now, so I do find it kind of weird that they're growing so much. Yeah. Like, there's no water, guys. It's <laughs> like, such a weird do? location because in so many ways it's almost perfect for, like you say, growing and for life as general because it's got the coast for people to live on and then it's got all these brilliant fields and temperate climates. But then at the same time, everything sort of has to be crafted by man-made hand to to make work. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really fascinating for me. Like it's kind it sounds kind of boring, but also, you know, you just don't see that. You just do not see that in England no. or even Europe. You know, if you drive through Europe, you don't see two hours of farmland as far as the eye can see. You don't see 10 minutes what, of a straight road. No, <laughs> exactly. Even in like France driving down the, you know, the auto routes or whatever, they're not that straight no. and con- flat and continuous. That was a lot of fun. And we actually diverted. We didn't intend to originally, but we diverted off um, the I-5 on our way back from San Francisco to go back to Santa Cruz, which was somewhere that we'd briefly stopped on our way down. Mm. And that was because we'd realized that... So if you don't know us personally, uh, Tony and I met online um, and we met on a forum on the internet and we got messaged by a friend of ours to say, um, oh, you're, you're in Santa Cruz. Like, I'm, I, I live near there. Like, we should, we should meet up. And it's the the friend in question is the founder of the forum that Tony and I met on. That's so cool. Eleven years ago, someone that we never ever thought we would meet. You know, they live basically halfway around the world, yeah. and so it's not someone that you imagine you're ever going to actually meet. You know, even though you know them online. And yeah, so we actually we met up with her, which was kind of it was it was surreal. Like yeah, really, no, very really much surreal. so. Yeah. This person to you has only ever been a digital entity for right. the longest time. You know, and like your, fr- your friends on Facebook and we're not sort of like friends, you know, not, not like super close. Um, it's sort of, it's more like online acquaintance that you're also friends with and you've spoken to a lot over the years, you know, here and there, but not necessarily like, you've not been in each other's lives, right? You've just kind of been bystanders into each yeah, other's I lives. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, you know, it was, it was, it, it felt very significant. She actually, um, when we got married, I messaged her and said, um, I would like to read something from you like as as part of my speech mm. um and she did she sent through some very nice words which i read out at our wedding Aww. um and so you know it's sort of like a significant person in our lives yes. but if, yeah. even if they're not necessarily you know significant because the thing that they did led to us meeting you know even though that wasn't obviously not the intention no no but still and that really kind of capped off you know our trip because after that after after visiting her in santa cruz um we then carried on back up to San Francisco, stayed overnight in an Airbnb and then got a flight home in the next morning. And actually it really kind of turned the trip into something that I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be, which was that it was sort of a, a little bit of a reunion slash meeting up with people kind of yeah, trip. Yeah, weirdly, yeah. I kind of knew that it would be a little bit, but that added extra visit of someone on top and really sort of transformed even though it was only a small thing it kind of really transformed the trip into something that was even more memorable than it was already going to be because Mm. now that's from seeing meeting up with pro and after all of these years in los angeles going to the wedding of you know going to tom's wedding and actually i saw some people there from university that i hadn't seen since i left university oh that's so cool and also you know meeting up with with our friends you know who founded the forum that tony and i met on you know there's there's three things there from three sort of different parts of of my life um, you know, a school friend, you know, someone sort of at the start of my relationship with my wife um, and also, you know, a, a very close friend from university. So I don't know. It's kind of I think I'm going to look back in, in years to come for something that was a surprise trip 
you know, like a trip that we didn't intend to make. We hadn't yes. planned it particularly. You know, it was a it was a wedding that we made the most of by flying all of that way. You know, it, California was on the cards one day, but who who knows when we would have gone? There was no major reason for us, you know, particular. It wasn't like high up on our list. I think we yeah. would probably have gone back to Japan before we go to California. Mm-hmm. But to then go and experience so much and also meet up with so many people that I've either never met or not met for a long time turned it into a really significant trip, actually. One of the, the things end. that I really like is that it stopped being an excuse to go and be a tourist because you were going to the wedding and became something kind of a lot more personal, mm. a lot more meaningful, yeah. you know, because, and did. again, because it's not to say that you weren't interested in going, but it certainly wouldn't have been a highlight. You wouldn't have gone like, we, we can't wait to go to, to California sort of thing. Mm. But as a result of maybe a little bit of good fortune and some good planning, it ended up being something that you will now, like you say, look back on with a lot of fondness rather with, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it really became a significant trip. And, you know, and a lot of it's the way that we did it as well, like I've, Tony and I have talked about this a lot about trips where you drive. It's, it's such a different way of experiencing a trip and experiencing a place to mm. drive around. Like we've done a, we did a trip around Europe uh, and, and sort of drove around, uh, you know, France and a little bit of Germany, Switzerland and Italy. And now this as well, where we've hired a car um, and, you know, and, and also hired a fancy car, which kind of adds to the experience yeah. and just sort of turning that kind of trip into a into really an experience and so many different things you know a bit of tourism a bit of sort of visiting you know interesting places and places that you you know you wouldn't normally go to Carmel if you if you fly in to a city you know especially a country like America where public transport is like lacking at best even between major cities let alone like smaller kind of more unique towns right exactly so it was just I really felt like it crammed a lot of experiences in to go to California, but then also drive around. And, mm. you know, we didn't really do a huge amount. Like it was, it was only because it was only 10 days. So and actually with a wedding as part of that, we were really on a tight schedule. I was going to say it does sound quite busy. You know, the fact that we did Carmel all the way down to L.A., you know, I think normally you would want to take a lot longer and maybe stay off somewhere halfway, you know, or something like that. And and maybe also go north of San Francisco as well and do a little bit more of like Napa Valley and stuff like that, you know, sort of Mm. wine country. Um, There's a lot to experience there. We also didn't really do proper Big Sur, which is the kind of area along Route 1 mm. where there's a lot of like mountains and, and parkland and stuff like that and sort of mountains and, and, you know, that kind of thing. We didn't really do any of that because we were just, we were making a scenic beeline down to Los Angeles. You made the most of the fact that you had to be quite expedient with your travel right. by using that coastline road, like you say. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like a good choice. I think you really did make the most of that. Yeah, it was it was really good. I would definitely... I would recommend California as a place to visit, but I think that we had a more we had an experience that was more than just California mm. because of why why we were there and also meeting up with people. I think that's for me my main as interesting as it was to go and visit San Francisco and Los Angeles and all yeah, these places and be the tourist and and do the touristy stuff and that was certainly a big part of it. But what really cements it in my mind is the meeting up with people and yeah. you know and getting to do that i think was a was a really big deal oh great i'm really glad that it ended up being a great trip for you um because well thank you for sharing with us because it was obviously a more of a personal journey than 
maybe we were I was expecting you to go into so that was really nice to hear mm. and it was interesting to hear sort of the ups and downs of it all as well because like it isn't it wasn't a perfect trip and we there were some things that you had kind of interesting thoughts on um, primarily good talking about last episode's discussion on San Francisco mm. but yeah it was uh, it was a lot more of an in-depth discussion than we anticipated considering the fact that it went between two episodes yeah <laughs> and not exactly two short episodes either. no <laughs> both both fairly fairly full packed episodes so well I hope that our listeners also enjoyed your retrospective mm. your trips if you did do let us know and we'll do more of these sorts of things in future mm. for when we we visit other places or maybe you'd prefer our more regular edited and catered content yeah please stop talking about your lives yes get back <laughs> to your case study content yeah you can let us know um what you think by sending us an email show at octal.fm or you can send us a quick tweet at OctalFM on the old Twitters, or you can come and find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash OctalFM. I'll also, um, in the show notes for both of these episodes, uh, the previous one and this one, I'll add some photos from the trip and stuff like that as well. So you sort of, uh, you can go and take a look at those if you want to see that Malibu gradient. You can also just come and find me on Instagram. I posted it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Sefran. And catch us again for another OctalFM very soon. But it's like, hello, can you hear me? Hello. What about now? Hello. Any good? Any joy? I hello? can't hear you. Hello? Hello? No? Yes, no? That's nine. Wait. Oh. Oh. What do you mean my connection is poor? Your face is poor. <laughs>